0: Podcasts.
1: We put on along until Jerry and Joe Peningo at six o'clock. It's Mike Fliegelman and Peter Schwartz with you on the warm-up. Peter, I did want to ask you because we were talking about the Yankees and Brian Cashman and another team we talked about earlier, we talked about this season as well. I look at the Yankees being kind of caught in no man's land this year, seemingly without a plan when the season starts to spiral. Cashman caught looking at the deadline it reminds me as a Jets fan when I talk about going into that 2011 season my excitement waned a little bit because I hated how they handled that offseason you know they lost me a, a little bit when they letting Jericho Cotterie go they brought in Kyle terrible. all, all those oh. moves awful the Jets if you remember when the lockout ended they were kind of in the same spot caught without a plan they chased Namdi Asama, he goes to the Eagles then they just re-signed Cromartie and then that's mostly it for the offseason except for the bad moves at wide receiver I look at those situations similar and not that Mike Tannenbaum had nearly the kind of success that Brian Cashman did but you talked about you know coaches or GMs who whatever it is the shelf flat and kind of running its course that was the moment for me as a Jets fan where Tannenbaum lost me that's where they went from years of progress to oh no you just made that fatal mistake and I look at these last two years for Brian Cashman kind of in the same way of you did such an incredible job for so long yes not every moves work out but to have the amount of wins he did over the first 23 years even last year when they make the playoffs they get off to the incredible start to have that success but now looking back on the last two years of moves it just it went from you know good great pretty good solid this one's okay you'll live with it too.
0: Bad, 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 bad. Yeah, uh, and and again, not to take away from his complete body of work, but you can't dispute the lack of success that he's had in the last couple of years. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year, but it still wasn't good enough, and the team was poorly. And here's the other thing too about this year: you take away the you know the Donaldson trade and and the Bader trade, and everything like that. You you came into the season without a left fielder. The right, roster there are nine positions so... on the field, and you said, you know what, we're going to skip one, thanks. Right, so you, you had, there was no left fielder, it was a problem all season long, and you didn't address that, and then you get to the trading deadline when you're still, we have some semblance of hope that you can make the playoffs, and you don't do anything to help the team. And it's almost as if, and I don't think he would say this, obviously, but it's almost as if, he's like, ah, we're just going to roll the dice with what we have if we make it, we'll just start over again next year. But it's a different kind of starting over than Steve Cohen at least at least you know with Steve Cohen right now that he's going to go out and be able to get the Mets some different players they they when they made these trades to clear money and spend it on the prospects you you, you know Steve Cohen's not gonna gonna sit quietly it's not, it's
1: not even just to sit quietly it's the like he identified something went wrong they might know not know exactly what it is yet but they said all right something went wrong. What do we have to do? What do we have to change to make it go right next time? Whereas everything you hear from the Yankees is, "Oh no, we got this right. Just there were injuries, there was bad luck, and that's why we haven't won." Right? No, but they, the they didn't get it right. They, Aaron, Aaron, they, they, Aaron Boone is this great asset. What, what do you? You guys are all wrong. Of, co- of course, we know what we're doing, and fans have gotten to the point where it shifted. And you're right. You can't take away Cashman's body of work. And I even think it's you know foolish for people to say, "Well, they're never going to win with him. They can't win with him." It's tough to say that about a guy who already has won four World Series. Of course, he can do it again. Mm -hmm. The question is, and this is a big one that he will have to answer because he's going to be here. Is he willing to take that long, hard look in the mirror and say, okay, this is, I've done a lot right, but what have I done wrong? What can I change to start impacting this team in a better way?
0: I have a a very different perspective on the way baseball is now from when I was growing up because I'm obviously a little bit older than you, a lot older than you. And I I'm not an analytics person. I just I don't understand it. To me, you know, the way I grew up and then when I started working in this business, it was always to me, you know, you had a general manager, you had a manager or a coach and you put together a roster with with a gut feel. Like you you know, you Somebody's got to pass the eye test. Like, to me, it's like an eye test is better, almost, I think, not almost as, better than just looking at a piece of paper with numbers on it. And I just can't put my hands around the fact that the Yankees have become what Oakland tried to do with Billy Bean, and what the Rays have tried to do. And it really hit me a couple years ago, and the Yankees couldn't, in a playoff game, Didn't didn't have a starting pitcher like that like for the New York Yankees to have an opener for a playoff game. This is the New York Yankees, and again, I'm not trying to sound like a pompous Yankee fan, but like this was like, how do you not have a starting pitcher for a playoff game? I hate the analytics thing, and I just listen. I remember when there was a game that I went to in Baltimore years ago with a friend of mine. Yankees played the Orioles. This is in. This was in 96. The Yankees go to Baltimore. Doc Gooden is pitching uh, one of the games of a doubleheader against the Orioles. And he's having a rough fifth or sixth inning. He's got bases loaded and try to keep the Yankees in the game. And I'm saying to my friend, like, you know, Joe's going to pull him here. I mean, he's got nothing. And Joe comes out to talk to him, and Gooden convinces him to leave him in the game. Torrey leaves him in the game. He gets out of the jam. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you have to have a feel. You have to have uh, the ability to give somebody the eye test, to, to pass an eye test on somebody. Well,
1: it's, it's the blend of both. Because I, I, there are parts of analytics I like and I respect. And listen, the, the great teams do it to a really positive effect. You have to blend the two. You have to have the information, know how to process it, and translate it into the right way, into success on the field. And you also need that person on the staff. It helps the most if it's the manager who can have that gut feel, who knows the people, who knows the game. But that's and where can blend Aaron Boone see
0: Aaron Boone I can't tell you here what kind of a manager Aaron Boone is because I don't think he's making any of these decisions. And the all everyone comes down well he made this change, that change, he's not a good manager. I don't know if he's a good manager or not because I think he's getting the lineup card written out for him. I think he's being told what to do. I just can't come to the realization of what kind of a manager he is because of the whole analytics thing. I just, I, I, I don't like it. It's not something I'm ever going to get used to, but it's, it's obviously part of the part of sports right now. And everything, every, every sports using No,
1: it. And I hear you. And especially the way, as you, a Yankees fan has watched the Yankees use it over the years. I would understand, you know, this is not watching the way the Braves used it, the Dodgers, the Astros had either the New York teams had that kind of success. We'd maybe like it a little bit more the way the Yankees have just fully embraced it and failed. I fully understand why a Yankees fan would say it. Oh, makes me want line. to throw
0: up. You saw the movie Moneyball, right? Yeah. So I equate the Yankees to the opposite. Like Brian Cashman's like the opposite of Billy Beans. And then there's a scene in Moneyball where he's meeting with the scouts and they're trying to figure out a way to replace Giambi, Injury Hazen, and Damon. And they're talking about, oh, sign this free, you know, this free, we got like this guy. And Billy Bean is like, if we try to pl- be like New York Yankees in here, we're going to get wiped out out there. And I feel like the same thing with the Yankees now. If we try to be the Tampa Bay Rays in the conference room, well, the Rays are going to kick their butts out there on the field, and that's what's happening. Well,
1: and that's what happened in that game, too, in 2020, the Debbie garcia J. Happ game that you were talking about. No starter. They, they tried to outraise the Rays, and it did not work. And even in Moneyball, not only have I seen the movie, I've read the book, and there's a big line in there where Billy Bean even says – you know, my bleep is not built to win in the playoffs. This is just supposed to be for the regular season. It's a, a lesson that you would think the Yankees right. would hopefully learn at some point. We have to take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to read a tweet of news to Peter and ask him one more question about Aaron Rodgers and Jahad Ward. Wrapping up in a couple minutes, first a CBS or an Audience Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence about Mac Jones and the Patriots. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, not a lot of time left, so I do want to read this to Peter. This tweet went viral yesterday about her shooting a shooting at guaranteed rate field during a White Sox game. Indeed, an incident, uh, an accidental discharge by one of the women, quote, grazed by the bullet. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. Your thoughts?
0: Um, I've snuck things into places in large pockets of a jacket. I would never have thought of sneaking things in with any part of my anatomy.
1: Well, now that someone was able to do it, you would never do it with a gun, but do you think no. now, like, yeah, that's an acceptable place for a sandwich?
0: <laughs> I, I, guess if, about, I guess if it. you had the room for it, I do WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.